Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
you know, not so much as you get the money and the success, but you get confident peace in the midst of it. You know, I, I know what it's like not to get uh, to have sleepless nights. Do you hear me out there? Listen, audience, do you know what it's like not to, uh, to have sleepless nights, to have frustrating days? But God, in the fullness of time, he came and he shared his love with you and I. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to be encouraged about this program, Free on the Inside, about the ministries that God has embedded you in, about the ministries in which you're working tirelessly in and you don't seem to get no recognition or no, uh, don't seem to be paying off. It will pay off in the end. It will pay off. I don't know when. And guess what? You probably don't know either, but I, I think you have a made-up mind that you say, hey, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hand until he bless me. Not so much as material things would pass away, but with that with that a gift of life, a gift of comfort, a gift of assurance, I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Uh, you know, I encourage you uh, to check out some of our past programs. We have a very large archive section. We've been doing this for a number of years, and uh, and so we want to allow you to come on and share your uh, your gift and your talent with us. And I'm so honored to uh, to be able to do this each and every week. And it's a challenge, you know. And I'm saying because I'm human, and so I have things to do. I have uh, uh, I have jobs that I have to uh, uh, go to on a weekend basis, and, and I'm going to school. And, and so, but God allow people to come in your life to assist you. And so we shouldn't take, uh, we shouldn't dismiss that. Sometimes when we so frustrated, so overwhelmed by something, someone come up and say, "Man, let me help you out," and you'll be, oh, and you start giving it a second thought. Oh, I don't know if you could do it like this. You, you, you know, you, you ain't can't do it like I do, brother. Wait a minute, you got this thing all wrong, brother. God is sending you somebody. Maybe you could be a tutor, or maybe you could be a mentor to this person to say, "Hey, I see enough in you. I want to pick it up." And then you hear you all say, well, you ain't there yet. No, none of us is there yet. None of us is there yet. You know, Paul said, I strive for the work of the highest calling. Not that I have obtained it yet, but I strive. You know, and even at the end of Paul's life, he looked back and said, I pray that I hadn't done anything to separate me from the love of God. You know, even Paul, even I think about John the Baptist. When he was at the face of death and he was uh, in prison and he was going to be beheaded, they probably would come by and say, John, we're going to get you, John. John, you know, they're going to execute you, John. John, you know, this thing ain't going to work out on your behalf. And then Jesus' disciples went over to John, and John requested for uh, his disciples to go see Jesus, and they went over to him and they told him. And, and you know, they, they said, John, John, what I said, I ask you this. Are you the one we're looking for? Uh, is there another? And Jesus said, wait a minute, John. That's a, that's a good question. Think about the things that you have seen and heard of me, how the sick have been healed, how the blind have regained their sight, and how the lame have walked. What do you think? And that's the question that we often, you know, God, I know that you can do it. I just don't know. But if I think about how you done raised up people from a they bed of affliction, how you done brought things back into the right prospect with people. I have to know that they, that you are God, that there is no other. And I want to let's let you know that God is able. We're going to open the lines up now. We have our co-host on the line with us right now. 
and so he's going to come in and share some things with us. And then we're going to talk about some upcoming events. And we're going to uh, we're going to open the lines up uh, for people that are told me about programs that are coming in that they are embedded for the next couple of months. And I will call that section "What's Up." I want you to know what's up in your community, what's up in your neighborhood, what's up maybe around the corner from you. And so you can say, man, I didn't know that was what was going on. I'm going to go check this out. And that's what we call that segment of our program, saying what's up. Okay, so but the next voice you'll hear will be our co-host here, Brother Daniel. He's going to come on and, and share a few words with us. Good morning, Brother Daniel. Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, brother. Well, it's good to see you. Thank you for calling in, and I'm excited about the word of God. I'm excited about what God is doing in the midst of His people, and uh, and you, brother. Daniel, thank you for calling in, brother. Thank you for helping host this powerful program, brother. You know, it, it never would be what it is without you being a part of it. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Lord. How you doing? Um. I'm just I'm just blessed to be here today and be up today and be on this uh day is kinda day is kinda pulled the rain a lot of day and basically you have to accept everything God it's all good. No matter what he do, hot days, the cold days, rainy days, it's all about God. That is so true there, brother Daniel. And you know what? Uh, and as we make our plans, we want to know that God is in the midst of everything. And you said on on days that are seem to be uncomfortable, days that seem to be kind of sluggish, God is still in charge. That's an awesome thing, there, brother. That is a joy to know those things. So it gives me a comfort that you know what the scripture say, and that we quote quote from time to time. He would never put no more on you than you could bear. He'll never expose more to you than you could bear. He'll never allow you to go through more than what you could bear. You can say it any way and phrase it any way. It still means the same, that he would never leave it up for safety. Oh, that's awesome, that brother. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What's going on today with you? With with some of the things you're involved in, Reverend Lewis? About it, uh, I'm getting ready to uh, go over to the juvenile center. Not today, but probably next week, and get ready for our garden. Uh, I already talked to the coordinator over there, and, and they plan a director, and they allowed me to come over there. This will be our third year, and what we take this uh, take this very seriously, Ricky, because it's a teaching tool. As those young men working in the garden, not all of them. Now, let's face it. Everybody's not going to always receive what you had to offer because guess what? We didn't always receive what people had for us. I kind of said, man, I don't know. I'm not ready for that yet. No, man, I don't, you know, I don't really believe that. I'm talking about when it came to my own personal life and my relationship with Jesus Christ. I said, I just, I said, well, let me get myself together. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We trying to get ourselves together. You know, brother Daniel, you said I ain't ready yet. I don't have, I don't have the clothes. I, you know, I need a haircut. My shoes ain't right. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. People have. When you look at somebody's closet, they have very Tons of shoes, right? I'm not going to put a number on it, because whatever number I put, I'm going to be wrong. You know, but you can know how it would be. There's people that have shoes, man, for three years. They can wear a, a different pair of shoes for three years. And they say, I don't have a just right pair of shoes to, to go to this event. Well, wait a minute. There's something wrong with that. But with Christ Jesus, he said, come just the way you are. You know? Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to go over there to the juvenile, and we're going to talk about 
uh, playing the uh, garden, sword and reaping, talking about investing your time and your talents in something, and you should be successful at it. And the success over there comes from a bump of crop or from recognition. Success comes from accomplishing the task at hand. Ricky, it's a, you know you've been successful to get up out of the bed sometimes. Some people don't want to get up that bed. They, they burn it down and heavily laid it. And they don't even want to get up out of bed. You call those and say, I ain't going to do nothing. I don't want to get out of bed. Get out of bed. That's being successful. I don't take, I don't, you know, I don't look at it in the big picture. I just think just being successful is just keeping a job. Some people don't, can't keep a job. Success is writing that book that you had on your heart. Success is going to school. Even if you don't accomplish it, in my eyesight, where you went, but you quit, but you win. I don't. It don't matter if you quit or not. It do matter. I'm saying, but not to me. But the thing is that you did start. Imagine how many people we know, Ricky, that we know that have uh, talks about doing stuff and never really attempted it. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I'm glad to say that, you know, I know, me, myself, I can, you know, can relate to what you're talking about. There's a lot of things that I want to do and I'll try to do. And just like just trying to put a lot of irons in the fire. That's what my dad used to say, put a lot of irons in the fire. My dad, in fact, my dad used to call and say, yeah, you're a jack of all trades. <laughs> you know, he told me I'm a Jackson Island trade, and you, know, you try to do too much, son. You're a little bit trying to do too much. I know God blessed me with a whole lot of talents. Well, basically, you have to learn how to space these things out, learn how to space them out. You know, when I was going to school, you know, basically what they taught us was trying to, you know, how you try to adjust your your time schedule and try to adjust Basically, uh, uh, some things you uh, one part of the day, another thing another part of the day, and basically you try to work it in a 24-hour period in order to, for you to be successful. Because you can do only so much, and God got to do the rest. You know. So, what you doing? Like you said, you want to go to you want to go to school and you want to study. And I found out that basically when you go in school, sometimes you have to, You, in fact, you really have to, you have to study. Because all this stuff that they throw into you all at one time, basically it doesn't sink in until you go back and you kind of, you got to go back and readjust. And, you know, basically last night I was reading, I was looking at, listening to a, a playback on the radio when they were saying that, uh, a lot of people nowadays don't believe in giving the kids homework because they feel it's, it's unnecessary. You know, and like me and you come from the old school. You know, we always got homework. We bogged down with the homework. And then when you didn't do your homework the next day, you got a demerit for it. You got, you know, penalized for not doing your homework. But in this new generation, they figuring that, Doing your eight-hour period in school is enough for you to soak in, and basically, it's a, it's a, it's bothersome for you to have extra, you know, work taken home with you. 
And, you know, and through my, you know, working through going to the schools, I saw the same thing myself. I saw some of these kids, they didn't, they didn't take the books home. They don't take the homework home. You give them homework, they throw you a piece of paper like it's been, they went to sleep with it in their pockets, you know, yeah, and, and they so don't really they, care. You know, these are uh, 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 different times that we're in, so we have to uh, use different techniques to get over to our young men and women and the older people, older men and women, you know, the things that, that benefit us. It doesn't seem to work for them to, uh, these days. It will work, but they just don't see it the way that we see it. So we have to use a different strategy. Uh, going back to the Cottrell House, I go over there and I talk to these young men about life skills and, and, and opportunities. I talk to them about learning a craft and a trade. And I learned, you know, I went to uh, I went to college and I went to tech school and uh, I went to a trade school called a technical college. And I learned a skill that lasted me a lifetime. And I tell our young men to develop. Going to college is great and, and it's noteworthy. But why in college? Learn your trade or skill, whether it's bookkeeping, accounting, whatever you master in, whatever you major in. Uh, you that's a, uh, that was something that you can learn. Uh, you can hold on to and use the rest of your life. As a mechanic, you could always be able to work on a, a mechanical equipment, regardless of what part of the country you're in, regardless of the economy. Regardless of finances, you can always work. And if you can't get a, a job for a company, you can hire yourself. As a plumber, you learn the, the craft of a plumber. You get the license. Even if you don't get the license, you can be an apprentice. And that means just be a helper. Man, I'm going to go out there to the truck, and I'm going to get the tool you need. I'm going to get the auger. And I'm going to pull the plant. I'm going to dig the hole because I'm learning the skills of the craft. To come. One day I'm going to be able to tell someone else what to do. And I'm going to tell them based on my experience because I went through that and I've done that. And guess what? And it will benefit you and your family in the long run, you know. And so we have to be very mindful of those things there. And uh, as I was saying over at the uh, back to the Cottrell House, when we start our garden, uh, we want those young men to take ownership of it. We want them to be proud of what they do. We want them to see how things are developing in that garden. And in turn, Ricky, in turn, listen, audience, they will be developing your life. If you put your hands to something and you nurture it and you care for it, whether it's a job or a relationship, whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord and you will reap the benefits of it. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, and the words will encourage you. I want to stop here for a minute, and uh, and I will, uh this segment of this program that I'm uh, included here is saying what's up, and that says uh, about programs and ministry that's in your area, that's in your neighborhood, that's coming, uh, that's around, and maybe you could be a part of. It. What's up? Hip and Hand Ministry is down on uh, K Dash Street every Sunday from three to five o'clock, feeding the homeless men and women. You're welcome to come down. On KD Street, every Saturday from three, up there, yeah, from three to five, and uh, they're looking for volunteers. They're just looking for a donation. If you care to go down and donation, the ministry is open to all that may just go down there, and you'll see a group of people. And guess what? There's several groups of people down there, organizations, and God will lead you to the right one. The one I'm talking about is called Hip and Hand Ministry. It's just a lot of group, a lot of different ministries. And, 
people that came together to uh, the help and the assistance of the men and women on the street. And so please take advantage of that. That's part of our What's Up segment. And so you just you sometimes you say, I don't know what to do. Go down on Katie, uh, Katie Street, downtown Dallas, and assist the Helping Hand Ministry. Uh, Paul, uh, you got Elder, uh, uh, Elder uh, Bricks is down there, and, and also Elder uh, uh, Morris is down there. So you can also go down there and talk with them. So please, please, please take advantage of that segment. So that's that's one of our What's Up programs. Now, Brother Daniel, we got an event coming up here next month, and you are very instrumental to that program. Like we stated earlier, you are our, uh, uh, you are our photo guy. You take all our pictures, you know. And so we're looking forward to you and, and uh, any of your friends to come down and be a part of what we're doing. We made the final plans on the program yesterday, and I'm looking for a great time in the Lord. And so I'm always excited about these programs that's coming up, and I give God the glory. In any of these events. But this year, the, the, our theme is Saved by Grace. Saved by Grace. Oh, man, that's awesome. You think about that, man. It isn't anything that we had done. It's also the grace and the mercy of God that we were saved by grace. And guess what? It wasn't one time, man. I'm talking about you save us each and every day by grace. And Christ died once and once and for all for everyone. But each day, we have a new mercy and new grace. And so I think we've been saved by grace each and every day because guess what? Sometimes, man, we want to do our own thing. And sometimes we get involved in something. God says, wait a minute, I got a hedge of protection around you and you can only go so far and open and do so much. And that's the grace yes, of man. God. Think of, think of a little kid. Mm-hmm. How we like we take them out to a carnival or an event or something. They just want to eat, eat, eat. And we want to let them eat and stuff, but get to the point that we said, no, you can't have no more. You done had enough. I want another soda watch. No, you done had three sodas. I want some more candy. No, you done had enough candy. You know, that parents are saving them by grace because they know at the end of the day they're going to lay home with the old boy. Everybody ate too much, Papa. My stomach is hurt. <laughs> Granny, I'm, I'm feeling sick, Granny. It's because that parent seen us. Uh, that parent had love for them to give them some things that they wanted them to have and to know how to cut things out when they know that they had too much. And God is like that, too, through his son Jesus. He let us go so far and let us do so much, and then he cut us out for our own good. I just think, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but when I had money and when I had a little extra money, I did some things, man, that I look back now, I said, man, I was foolish to do those things. I went and made investments that years of my life to try to recover. I went and bought some things that I couldn't afford and walked off. I walked off from there, but those things followed me. So when I wanted credit, they said, wait a minute, you bought something some time ago that you still owe us for. And we can't give you no credit until you correct this matter. And see, and, and I think yeah. my high cost, well, I'm going to let you get into that. And I'm going uh, to work through that with you, but I'm going to give you that grace to get out of those situations. Now, you've got the resources to take care of their past debt, and you go on to take care of them. And then sometimes he drops the debt off the ledger. That's grace also. So it works both ways. He allows you to be able to pay that debt off, and sometimes he, he takes that debt away from you. But either way, you ought to learn something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can remember, like, uh, I see a lot of people, you know, when you were coming up, they try to put a foot on. You know, we used to call it class structure. A lot of people want nice houses and a lot of nice cars. And they go out and you buy that and buy this before they really they get yourself kind of situated before you, uh, you know, get really, you know, put up on your job because you don't know exactly when somebody's going to happen to snatch that job away from you, you know. And I was looking at today how, uh, I read today how, uh, we go back in the sports world, how, you know, I read how Demarcus Mer, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, how he uh, was fighting against the Cowboys, and he was debating on about how much money he wanted to get from them, and he wanted this, and they didn't want to pay him this, and he was considering himself being wanting this, and finally, he kind of, it was about all spring, and basically yesterday they kind of agreed to the terms, and now he's a real high-paid man. You know, he's making a lot of money now, Rev Lewis, you know what I'm saying? But it's left up to him right now for him to be a successful person and learn how to manage his money. You know, and a lot of young guys and young brothers and young sports figures, you see them, how they get this money and get all around. You look at another three or five, 15 years, they broke. Like somebody on the side of the road on drugs or something like that, or you be gone crazy or something. You know, we see a lot of musicians in the in in the music deal. You see a lot of them. Like we talking about how you say, uh, we see this Sly Stone and these uh just George Clinton guy. You see why they can't stop working. You figure out, man, he's seventy, eighty years old. Why they doing still working like that? Working hard. Why? Why they don't? Where the money going? You know what I'm saying? You know? And so some of those guys made mistakes. And now they're still living back to the mistakes they made in their past. But see, time is winding down on everybody. Yeah. And and that is with those mistakes, I would become a, a renewing and a recovery. Yeah. And a yeah. and, 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 a, and a way to just say, God, I am so sorry about these things, and thank you for another opportunity. You know, Brother Daniel, uh, and I was just thinking about how good God been, you know, how he uses people that have been through some things to to go out and tell a dying world about he lives, how he uses men and women that have been hurt and abused and being used to, and he allowed them to be uh, be strength. How he encouraged them to go out and just tell somebody about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, uh, I was just thinking, Ricky, I do jail ministry and I go down there to these brothers and, and these brothers are very gifted. Oh my God, these brothers know the Bible. They know Genesis and they know the Revelation. And everything in between. But yet, when I share the gospel with them, they sit there like babies, man. Their eyes is glossed over. And they and, and, and they have a smile on their face. Knowing that God still wants to minister to them. Knowing there's some things that they may have overlooked. You know, just knowing the word of God doesn't empower you. Just to be able to do the things that he wants you to do. You have to have a, a, a heart. For God, I could quote scriptures, I could read the verses with power, but if I don't have that at heart, 
for the gospel. And I don't have that heart for God's word. It doesn't do me any good. I recall I, I, when we did jail ministry, it always fascinated me. We would go to men and women, and I would call them like Machine Gun Annie and Billy and Bullet Bob. They could post scripture, bam, 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 and back and forth. And then as I talked to them after the service or just talked with them, they found out they've been incarcerated their whole life. I said, and I get to thinking, brother, you know these scriptures. You know what the word of God says. Why you find yourself going in and out? Of these type of institutions Why do you find yourself in and out of addiction And they told me They said brother I understand what the word said But I don't know how to apply it in my life I don't know what to do If I get outside these walls here And I tell them I said brother the same God that you seeking and serve And you know it here Is the same one that's able to keep you out there In the free world So you have to have a, a made up mind And, and have to have convergence that's why I like to say being free on the inside. You know, I could be freedom and tell you I know God and walk around like I know God, but, but if I'm bound on the inside with addiction, with wayward thinking, with just craziness, man, I'm not really free. And who the Son said free is free indeed. He gives you the freedom to be successful. Some people don't want to be successful. I do mentoring now at the Dallas Life Foundation. And I have come to the conclusion that some men and women, they sabotage their relationship with Christ. They sabotage their recovery. Because once they get on the verge of being recovered, man, they'll do something to throw it, uh, to throw it out of whack. They'll do something to uh, uh, mess up their recovery. And then, then someone say, well, I, didn't, I wasn't ready to go back out shit. Yes, you were. But you sabotage your recovery. You, don't, you can't blame the devil. Because God gave you that freedom to make choices. You know what I mean? Brother Daniel? You know, because sometimes people, they sabotage their recovery. And so we want to be mindful of that. Another great episode of Free on the Inside. Uh, Mr. Lewis and Brother Richard Daniels on the line here. We just reminisce on the goodness of God. We pray that you enjoyed this little uh, our line of conversation this morning here. We don't have a guest this morning, but you are our guest. And so thank you very much for being part of what we're doing. We've been doing this for quite a while, and it's always a joy and a privilege to come to you and encourage you uh, in the Lord. I also encourage ourselves. As we were talking earlier about uh, situations that, uh, that arise in life, we want to be mindful that God is always available. God is a friend. You know, to His Son Jesus, He will never leave us nor forsake us. And as uh, and as we get into our upcoming event next uh, next month, I want to, uh, I just want to say thank you to the volunteers. A lot of our volunteers have been in jail. We have a man, uh, a brother Timothy, who was incarcerated over 20 years, and he was part of what we're doing. We have an evangelist, Dixie, she has been incarcerated for a number of years, and she was part of what we're doing. And we have some, some people that have just been, just been ripped apart by life. They're part of our ministry. And I'm saying that because God can use every aspect of our life 
to accomplish His will. You know my story, and my story is no different than your story. We all have a story, and God is the author of that story. And guess what? And it's He's still writing on the page of our lives. That's awesome, now. That's awesome. He knows our pain, and He's willing to grab us by our head and walk with us. He's willing to encourage us. He's willing to wrap his arms around us and tell us it's going to be all right. He said, just don't give up. Just don't quit. You know, I think so much of Jesus in the 12 is they've been surrounded by such greater cloud of witnesses. We too can lay down and lay aside and dismiss every sin that said to tie us up, that entangle us, that seem to stop us in our tracks. But we don't have to. We can lay that down. We can step over that. We can be victorious. Why? Because we're looking to the finish line. We're looking up to Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross despite the shame. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. And interceding, that means he's going up before God on your behalf and saying, God, that's my son. That's my daughter. You'll forgive them, but they know not what they do at this time. Forgive them. Let's make things right in their life. Forgive them. Because I paid that ultimate price for them. We pray that you enjoy our musical selection this morning here. We got something from Hezekiah Walker saying, God favors me. You know that? Do you know that God favors you? When he look at you, he smiles. Kind of like a baby. You know, I have a new grandson. And I play with him, and I pick him up, and I hold him, and he kind of smiles at me. I said, wow, can you imagine God holding us in his hands through his son, Jesus, and, he, and we smile, and he smiles at us because he favors us. That's awesome, man. You know, kick back, relax, and enjoy this, this musical selection. And so, uh, you know, and, and as the music is ministered to you, just think about what it says. I know this, you have heard this song before. If not, it's a perfect opportunity to listen to it. You listen to Free on the Inside, Minister Lewis, the host of Richard. And I can't help but to give God glory. When I think about my story, oh yeah, y'all, I got a story to tell. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Our enemies tried to triumph over us, but they couldn't because God had his hands on us. Love is patient. Love is so kind. Jesus, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. But I can't help 
Uh, as we get ready to do the gift uh, of ministries, I, I don't have any ministries today. I'm going to just do me today. And I thank God for having the opportunity to take care of some things that I need to take care of. But as we do ministry, we want to be mindful that this is God's business. We want to be mindful that He started this, that He's done anything. You know, uh, Monday I'm going over to the uh, uh, youth village. It's another juvenile center. And I'm going to share with those young men about, about career opportunities, about jobs, about education. Some things that I just didn't take advantage of. When, uh, and then I didn't value when I was younger. But now that I can look back. God's word said, let the old men encourage the young men. Yes, I messed this thing up, but that don't keep me from encouraging someone. Young man, get an education. I didn't get an education. And it cost me some things. It cost me some time. Young man, stay with your family. Because it cost me something to walk away. Young man, respect yourself. Because it costs something if you don't. Young man, I can talk from experience. But because of the favor of God came up on my life. And he did a turnaround. He did a 360. And God is no respected person. What he does for one, he could do for another. You're listening to Free on the Inside. I want you to just say that. That I'm free on the inside, Jesus Christ. I'm free to get up and walk out the door and live the life that you have planned for me. I'm free to make some mistakes, God. Because those mistakes don't make me. I'm free to be successful, but to know that my success don't mean nothing. If it don't come from God, I have that freedom. I have the freedom to let people go past me. I'm talking about in career opportunities, in ministry. I have that freedom to know that God has something for me. So sometimes people get mad about, man, you start out Red Wild, man, now you do it better. You start out as a, as, as a brother, but now you're an apostle, you know, Wait a minute, brother, you got that same thing. Jesus told Peter, he said, now, Peter, I want you to do something. Peter said, what about these other people? He said, Jesus said, don't worry about them. If I just tell them to sit tight until I return, you don't have to worry about them. I'm telling you to go do something. So I want you to know that if someone else seems to be more successful, seems to be possible in ministries or jobs or whatever it may be, just give them amen and hallelujah. Encourage them if you can. Pray for them. Because when your tag come around, and it will come around, if you know the Bible, it will come around. Because God is no respected person. And God said, you know, those that curse you, bless them. Those that despitefully use them, bless them. It's like pouring piece of coal on their head. And you know, if you think about that scripture, and I thought about that scripture, I think about you being kind to the, those ones that don't deserve it. And you being considerate to those ones that are undeserved. You know, that it kind of like touches that soul. They say, wait a minute, why are you being so kind to me when I'm treating you bad? You walk into an office every day of work environment, you say good morning to people that say, let's do it about it. And, you know, you don't know where I've been. And, you know, why you say that? What are your alternative motives? And you say that time after time after time. Before you know it, you'll get a good morning reply for them. And then before you know it, you open that line of communication. They say, brother, uh, I don't know what's going on in your life, but you've been the same person. You've been consistent over a number of years. And even though when I wasn't feeling it, you still said good morning to me. Everybody else ignored me, but you still reached out to me. 
you know what? You see, I can't keep living like this. I can't keep being mean and spiteful and hateful because someone loves me. Not just you, but I, now I realize that the one that you talks about, the one that you uh, are, here, are here to, he loves you and he loves me. I'm talking about that Jesus. That when I see you reading the Bible and I see you quoting scriptures and I see you living that godly life, it allowed me to say, wait a minute, what's he talking about here? So I see how things are going in your life, but yet you're still holding on to, the, to that name Jesus because the favor of God is dwelling in your life. Favor. I hear people say favor is a star. I don't know about that. Maybe it is, sir. Maybe you paid for that. Maybe you went through the thing that allowed you to do it. You know, I think about Job. Job went through the thing. The devil said, you showed Job's favor. And favor ain't fair. Because the way that they come from favor, Job, because he really have a heart for me. You know, because he really had a heart for me. And so you have to realize that. That, you know, you, you have a heart for God. Favor don't mean much of anything. My kids, I love my kids, but if they don't do right, I don't give them what they ask for. My granddaughter, hey, baby girl, you need to go in there and clean up. I don't want to clean up, blah, blah, blah. Well, hey, baby girl, you need to do this. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, baby girl, you know, you need to get right. Guess what? They don't get right. I don't get right with them and say, hey, this is why I'm not doing this for you, because you was not uh, uh, working and you were not doing the things that requ- uh, that requires me to do right by you. And guess what? Our Heavenly Father does the same thing in my life and in your life. You know, I can't expect God to bless me on a job if I don't want to go to work. Wait a minute. I want to go to work. I want the money, but I don't want to go to work. I don't expect God to bless me with a car when I don't want to take care of the car, pay the car notes, or get the car repaired as needed, you know, a house or whatever it may be. That's some obligations for being blessed. It's more than just saying, I believe in God. You got to show you believe in God. You listen to a friend on the inside, a weekly elect program to inform you, encourage you, challenge you to be all you can be. We're coming up on the time that we need to get on out of here. I think this is an appropriate song here. Grateful. Are you grateful? Are you grateful for another day? Are you grateful for another opportunity? Well, God is so good. I think about the jail ministry, the prison, the street. That was us. Not that you live like that, but you had a mindset that you had a house, but you felt homeless. You ever lived in a big house and you just feel like that you were just homeless, that you you didn't appreciate it? You ever feel like that you was living on the street and that you didn't have anything and you look around and you got a closet full of clothes and a refrigerator full of food? You know, you don't have to be in that condition to live like that. That's why I said being free on the inside. You know, we have men that are incarcerated, but they are free than you and I. We have people that are free outside of jail and prison, but they incarcerated. Can you imagine that? It works both ways. But I want to be grateful. Just lift up your holy hands. 
Not, you ain't got to do the physical hand, just the holy hand. And just lift them up to God. And say, God, I am so grateful that I don't do those things I used to do. You know about sir. I don't hate this. I always talk about it. But I, I'm, I'm grateful. All the stuff that he allowed me to go through. There's some people that I know are no longer here. It was nothing special about me. But he allowed me to be here for another day. And I'm so grateful that he brought things back into right perspective in my mind. And he blessed me. You know, they give me a reason to get up and do this program. If nobody ever listen to the program, I'm doing it out to God. Some people get a thousand, ten million hits. You know, and some people don't get anything. Is that, what's the value of getting a lot and getting nothing? Do God favor one more than the other? I beg to differ. I'm saying that in your life because you may go out and say, I see other people do a lot better than me. That means that God doesn't favor me. No, it doesn't. That means that you just keep on. Because God has something for you. He has, he has ministry. He has opportunities that only you can do. The, uh, the established ministry can't do it. They're too busy. They're over-consumed by doing what they're doing. So God is that, that small ministry, that small voice to speak into the darkness, into the pain of life, and let them know they have so many reasons to be grateful. You know, I encourage you to share your gifting with someone else. And guess what? God will give you the resources that you need to be successful. About the interruption, I had this while I go Lewis, but I had to go. I had to go do something. You know, I'm, I'm still back here. And that is so true, and, and you know we're getting ready to wire this program up, but I, I thought it would be appropriate to uh, play, uh, you know, play this musical selection, saying being grateful. You know, but we have so many reasons to be grateful. It's another day. You know, being grateful. Sometimes people despise the days, you know. I hate the day. I don't want to get up. Man, 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 you ought to be thankful to be able to get up out of your bed. But, you know, that comes with learning. We have to learn. You have to be taught to to, uh, to be blessed for the same story. You have to be grateful yeah. not to be over anxious, not to dismiss those things. I'm saying being over anxious because sometimes we want more. We want more. I like going to a buffet. I love buffets. I will go, I'll go to a, a few times a month. And the buffet, boy, you got everything now. But you can't eat everything that what has to be mindful. And that's what life of so many opportunities 
of this nigga. Cannot get all those opportunities at the same time. But we have to be able to be selective and be able to pick up uh, the opportunity that's available for us. Brother Daniel, uh, I want you to go ahead and say a few words before we get on out of here. I'm going to try to get us a guest. That we, man, my schedule is so crazy. Like, I'm working next weekend, and they wanted me to work this weekend, so I'm not able to get a guest because I don't want to make promises to people and I can't do it. And I don't want to try to put nothing on anybody else because I know that your schedule is kind of crazy sometimes regarding weekends. So, so we might do some archive section next, uh, next weekend. We might just allow you to come on and, and host the program if you have that desire. Do it. Who knows? Well, I you know, I'm searching. I'm searching Ram Lewis for some gifts, too. You know, it's real hard, you know, trying to get people, you know, try to, you know, use the time and get them to come on and want to agree to what time to be on. And it's kind of everything got to be in sync. But in God's will, everything going to get in sync. We get it together. We get it together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's so true, Brother Dan. That's so Man, but we've been, oh, we've had a successful run, and we're going to continue to have one. And sometimes it's good just for us just to talk sometimes. You know, sometimes we... Yeah, we yeah it's just good to be tall and fellowship. You know, uh, I've been... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, uh, I'm gonna say this today that uh, I've been going through a lot in my, in my life for a couple of, couple of years, but um, if you just hold steadfast, God will take care of everything for you. And all your dreams and aspirations and everything you try to do in life, if you just be true to God, God will give you all of these, the things of your heart. He'll give you all the dreams and everything you want to do and the visions and stuff you think you want to do in your ministry or what you want to do in your social life. God will put it all together. But first, you got to put God first. You understand what I'm saying? You put God first, and later, and then as, as he works it out, he'll do everything, line up everything. You got to line it first. And that's what I'm trying to say. If you want God to work for you, first you got to line up. And then you line up your family. And then God will let everything come into effect. Oh, I don't know why I'm speaking that day, that way today, but that's just on my heart today, Reverend Lewis. But you know, everything lining up and getting in order. Even with this show, what we're doing. We line up, God will bring up. Now, some things that I'm lacking in. I know we all lacking in things, but we line up, God will put everything. He'll send us some gifts. He'll send us some people. And then God will send us people with money. You don't hear me. God will send people to donate money for this show to help us. We know what we're trying to do for our ministry. He'll send people that don't have nothing. Well, um, well, how much y'all need? And you need me to do this. You need. You don't even got to go out and begging. You know what I'm saying? God don't want his people begging. Yeah. That's another thing. God don't want you begging. He'll supply all your needs. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so true. It's a word for the day, too. Because they say uh, God only counts of a thousand years. You know, so he got to read. Yeah, he owns everything. He's on everything. He's on all the money. He owns the print shop, the printer's money we use every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you going out and wearing your head and wearing sweat and blowing and trying to figure out how you're going to do this and how you're going to do this. Just let God take care of it. You know what I'm saying? You do your part and God will do the rest. 
I know some people, we talking about how people have strokes and heart attacks, worrying about money, worrying about how they're going to pay their bills. Number one, and I'm going to say this, too, God said you got to give him something, too. You know, you got to give him something, then he'll give you something. And all he has is just a tense. Put it like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's so true. So, that's so true. I think you really, mm-hmm. you know, you really hit the nail on the head that that time now, because we always want God stuff from God, but we don't want to give God anything. And you know, we can ready to get on out of here. And Fred Hammond said some said that no weapon formed against us should prosper. And yeah, you think about that, no weapon. That's awesome now. So just think about that. You know, we got things that's going on in our life, but none of those things are going to be successful. Yeah. Situations. Yeah, I do a lot of things. Well, right on. What time we got, bro? Real Lewis, what time we got? I think so much about that right there. And you know what? You could say those things, but you got to believe that too. You know, the song would say, God gonna do what He say He gonna do. Oh man, that's awesome, man. What have God been telling you and I, and the and the listeners? What have you been saying that you just kind of fearful of? And it, 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 that's how a man to realize is still in charge. There's no weapon formed against us. That's that sound man that's saying if Christ be for me, who could be against me? That sound man his promises is gonna accomplish his will. That sound man that we should be more than comfortable. That's having a sound man right there, brother. Tell everybody, I got this. Uh, I got this video with me and you. We friend him. We send the comments and works. And if there's anybody want to try to volunteer that time to be a to be a, uh, a subject, or anybody wants to be a part of this, uh, this it's, uh, it's going to be a major presentation of a, a movie that I'm making. All right, all right. You know, you don't want to spend your time. You want to come on. You want to do some interviews with you, so we can, you can, we can install you in the history. You know, but it's gonna all be a part of the history of of Dallas. You know, and it's, it's something a vision that God gave me a couple of years ago when I started, you know, dealing with you and Brother Raul over there, and I started seeing how, uh, you know, I started seeing all these people on the street, and I started figuring. And my mind is just like a or computer, man, and I see things, and I see pictures, and I see images, and I see, you know, and I map up a uh, a plot, 
and I picture with pictures and music and everything. I, I just can't explain it to you, you know. But the way I dream it out is it's going to be like a testimony that you give. Some of our friends we know, some of the people we grew up with, I want to put them on there. Some of the you know people that you deal with in your ministry, I want to put them on there. Some of the people that we have, uh, I want to try to put some uh, some political people on there too. We can get some of them, you know. Just hand just basically we want them to do a little speaking and tell us what can we do to resolve this subject and this problem that we're having with trying to get to our men and women that are living on the street and basically that need help not only physically. Mentally, but spiritually, they oh, need help. Problem. Brother Daniel, we got to get on out of here, brother. We got to get out out of here. Hey, man, you hold that thought, and we're going to uh, definitely work on that. Uh, give us some more information next week. I pray that we're able to be on here live next week, but we're going to do what we can, and who knows, you may host the show if you desire to, because I definitely want to keep this going, brother. Just because just I'm not available don't mean that they don't have to go, you know, to be broadcast, so... Uh, you know, because that's what it's enough for everybody. But we're looking forward to it. We hope we got some people lined up, but I want to give them uh, enough time to uh, be on the program. I'll be trying to, uh, you know, cut my time with them. You know, uh, so uh, so we have some people lined up, along with what you, uh, the guests that you have lined up. But then we out of here. We out of here, brother. Uh, we you listen to Free on the Inside, Mr. Joy Lewis and co-host brother Richard Daniel. Uh, weekly in that program to inform you and encourage you and challenge you. Be all you can be. I say that all the time to inform you about the goodness of God, to encourage you to be all you can be in Christ Jesus, and to challenge you to never give up on God, and God will never give up on you. Question, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, dear Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for another day that wasn't promised to us. Thank you for this opportunity, dear Lord, to tell a dying world about a Christ that lives and lives forevermore. Lord, we pray that what we did today would be honorable and pleasing to you. We pray, dear Lord, that we gave men and women information that they can use, that they go beyond themselves, dear Lord, and look into the needs of others and also to their own needs, dear Lord. We pray that some, someone will be set free today, Lord, that the chains of addiction, the chains of frustration, the chains of loneliness, the chains, the chains of just wayward thinking, dear Lord, have been cast to the side, dear Lord. We pray that uh, that no weapon formed against any of us shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord, as we go through the remainder of this day, we pray that you uh, that uh, that your hand be upon our life. Dear Lord, you show us favor at the stores and at the marketplace or wherever it may be. Dear Lord, that the favor of God reigns richly in our life, and in turn, let us be merciful and gracious to other people. Dear Lord, that we may be, and then as we come back together, let us have a praise. Tell about how good God is. The Lord bless Brother Daniel and his family. Keep him in perfect until we meet again. In the name of Jesus, we pray this thing. Amen, amen, amen. You are listening to Free on the Inside. Looking forward to speaking with you again. But this is the day that the Lord has made. Us rejoice and be glad in it.
You know what, Michelle?
No, we can't. 